When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Happy Friday and welcome into Joe and Amber ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can always tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio and Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. He got the call, not the DM, not the request. He got the call to be on the show. It's Myron Medcalf. He's riding shotgun alongside me, Michelle Smallman. And we're going to have some fun tonight, Myron. The last time I worked with yes. you, we laughed so hard we cried. So I am really looking forward to a fun Friday with you. And we have a lot to get to tonight. We are going to talk to Jackson Smith and Jigba, of course, the Ohio State standout, now currently with the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to talk about... Damian Lillard and his likability, has that plummeted over the past calendar week? The Angels, should they trade Shohei Otani? A lot on deck. But first, we have to start with Victor Wembanyama. The era officially beginning tonight. The Spurs taking on the Hornets, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on ESPN. You can watch that on ESPN TV. And it's it's, it's summer league. What, Myron? I mean, the debut is big, but that's not yeah, bigger than yeah. Britney Spears, right? Uh, that's not bigger than Britney Spears. Like, I, like to me, the debut now is number two to the Britney Spears news. I feel like we got to start with Britney, and then we got to get to Wimby, right? You know what? That is fair. Britney is a queen. She's a legend. She's on the Mount Rushmore of pop stars. And while we think Wemby will ascend to that maybe one day in the NBA, he's not there yet. So, okay, I'm fine with that. We will we will get to the debut in just a second. But Victor Wembanyama is in the news for another reason, this time an altercation with pop star Britney Spears. So he was in Vegas, obviously, for Summer League. We're going to talk about the, the debut tonight. But Britney Spears was this was all caught on video. She was running up to him and his entourage and his security, and she tried to tap him on the shoulder, obviously, to get his attention. She wanted to say hello and communicate with him. And then she was struck in the face by Wembenyama's security guard. This was at the Aria Hotel, and it went down on Wednesday night. Britney Spears Spears filed a police report. She alleged battery. She said she was struck in the face. And the Wembenyama team says no. It was her own hand that hit her in the face. And no charges are going to be filed following this investigation. So, Myron, I know you wanted to start here, which means you've probably watched the video as many times as I have trying to break all this down. What what side are you on here? Are you team Wemby and his security or are you team Brittany? I'm team apology, I feel like, right? Because there's a lot happening. (laughs) You had Brittany put out a statement where it sounded like she said she was assaulted, pushed down, slapped. Wimby comes out and he seems like, hey, I had no idea what was going on. Someone grabbed me from behind and then my security dealt with it. And you knew I was just waiting today, Michelle. I knew TMZ was going to drop a video. I didn't know who had the video, but I, I know that someone was like, let me send this to TMZ. They came through with the video and it does look like Brittany's trying to tap him on the shoulder to get his attention, and then Wimby's security guy kind of slaps her hand away. I don't even know if he's looking at her. I think he's just sort of s- slapping anyone's hand away who's getting near him, and then he makes Brittany hit herself in the face. It's all a messy situation when you see the video, and I think Wimby 
on the one of the biggest debuts of all time. Maybe the biggest debut since LeBron James. He'll be asked about it. And I think he has to apologize. Like, I think that's really his only way out of this. Like, if you try to go back and forth with Britney Spears, it's not going to be a good look. If you deny that your security guard might have been out of line, that's not a good look. Michelle, it feels like at some point the seven foot four uh, stud from France, I think he needs to say, I'm sorry, and try to let everybody move on. Yeah, it's interesting, Myron, because up until this point, every piece of news that's been coming out about Victor Wembanyama has been overwhelmingly positive, whether it's about his demeanor, how he handled the draft, his skill set. So this is the first bump in the road when it comes to him being in the spotlight. And I'm with you there. Even though I know the security guard is trained to protect him in a situation like that, I don't think if you watch the video that it seems like Britney Spears is a threat in that instance. Yes, she kind of ran up behind them. And, you know, as we say in sports, it was kind of a bang, bang play. I'm sure the security guard is just glancing over his shoulder. His reaction in that moment is to put his hand up to block anyone from touching Wemby. But you never want to be hitting a woman especially in the face, and especially if it's a pop star like Britney Spears. That is just, it's not excusable in any circumstance, but I I do think now that it's on video, we are all able to clearly see how this went down, and he should just take all blame for it, not try to justify it in any way. Yeah, I think he just, yeah, if you say sorry, I mean, like, again, I don't know if you watch the video, security is slapped, I don't the video's not 100% clear, by the way. Like, he's slapping her away, and I can't tell if he hits her directly, if he hits her arm, and then her arm hits her face. Either way, it does feel like there was an opportunity to kind of say, hey, get back, person, whoever you are, uh, and not take that action, right? Like, it when she talked about it yesterday, and he talked about it, Michelle, I thought there was going to be, like, a crowd of people around Wimby, right. and then someone just bursts through and grabs him. You see the video, and it's, like, eight people, in the lobby kind of trailing him. It wasn't like there were all these people coming at Wimby. So I think in that situation, like, okay, maybe get back whoever you are, but I don't think you have to take that step. And I think that's where Wimbenyama, if he doesn't want this to follow him in any way, uh, I think he has to immediately, when they put a microphone in front of him today, and they'll do that a lot in Las Vegas, he's got to say, my bad, I'm sorry. And he's got to reach out to Britney Spears, who – you know, coincidentally, if anybody knows what it's like to be 19 under a giant spotlight in America, yes. it's Britney Spears. So they probably have some things that they can talk about. Uh, but he's got to get out in front of it and 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 just say, I'm sorry. Well, let's hear what Wemby had to say about his altercation with Britney Spears. I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight and we told don't stop. But that person grabbed me from behind, not on my shoulder. She grabbed me from behind. and uh, So I, I just know that the security pushed her away. I don't know with how with how much force, though, but uh, security pushed her away. I didn't stop for, to look, so I didn't know for a couple hours. When I came back to the hotel, I, mean, I didn't forget about this, but I, knew, I, I thought it was no big deal. And the, the security of this person told me it was a uh, Britney Spears. So I was, first I was like, uh, no, you, you're joking. But yeah, it turns out it was Britney Spears. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, I didn't know because I didn't see her. I And if you watch the video, Myron, it's true. He had his back turned the entire time. But in addition to an an apology, how about we take it a step further? Not that she needs anyone to give her free tickets, but why doesn't he reach out to her team and offer her courtside seats to come see him play? She's got sons, you know, make make a big olive branch here. (laughs) You got to do something. You got to do something. I mean, especially, you know, he said someone grabbed him from behind. Like, no, the video shows no one grabbed him. I mean, she touched him. him a little bit. So it. 
it could all be one big misunderstanding with everybody involved. And I think Wimby's got to say, hey, my bad. Reach out to Brittany and, and, and make it right. Like in this era, you meet up with Brittany, you take a picture, put it on IG. Everybody loves it. And it yep. goes away, I would think, you know, seems like that's the best way. Well, we're going to get to Victor Wembanyama's debut later in the show. We'll see if he's going to be in the zone tonight in his summer league debut. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone, excuse me. Alongside Myron Medcalf, I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Show and Amber on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, will Damian Lillard only be happy in Miami? We're going to talk about it next. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This might be the number one all-time Britney Spears song. Huh? Legit. Huh? It's either this or Slave for You, right, Myron Metcalf? Yes. Yes. When this came on in the club, I was out there, Michelle. I was out there. I didn't take you for a Britney Spears guy. Oh, she had hits. She really I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the TRL generation. Like, she had, and, you know, she was the queen of the music video. So the that was also queen. like a thing. What has you know? happened to the music video? I was the TRL generation know. as well. I remember racing home from school to be like, did Sync get the top spot or did Blink-182 unseat them? And yes. I feel like kids today don't care about videos. They don't, they don't care about the anticipation of a drop the way that we did. It's a real shame. No. New J-Lo video, I'll see y'all <laughs> tomorrow.
I gotta watch. Uh, remember making of the video? Did JLo get yes. burned by the laser and waiting for it tonight? Yes. Unreal, unreal. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Michelle they Smallman. <laughs> it's Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. And Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. And Myron, this Damian Lillard situation has gotten a bit to- toxic, am I right? Yes, See and it's weird. I love how you did that trend. You're good at those transitions. like you, Those pop culture transitions, Michelle, that's your thing. You're legit at that. Yeah, Britney um, Spears is my wheelhouse. You know, I was born to do this. But but Damien Lillard, a week ago, had, had asked for a trade out of Portland. Yeah. He finally requested that he get moved, and he made it clear to the front office that he wants to be dealt to Miami, that he wants to go to the Miami Heat. Now there's reports out there saying that if he doesn't get dealt to Miami and Portland accepts a package for him from another team that's better than what Miami would offer, that he just won't go, that he just won't report. And I don't know about you, Myron, but to me, it feels like for a guy that was held in such high regard and that was basically universally beloved in Damian Lillard, he's taken some PR hits over the past week. Yeah, and I I don't feel sorry for him because to me, Michelle, like, he had an opportunity to do this in a very clean way. We've been watching this unfold for two, three years. And the reality was Dane was never going to rise to the top of the Western Conference. LeBron James shows up. Teams like the Memphis Grizzlies get better. The Golden State Warriors are still an elite team when they're healthy. The Clippers, now Denver, Utah. So it looked like, okay, you know what? It's going to be hard for the Blazers to contend with Damian Lillard. A move has to be made. He's been flirting with this for years. I think people are on his side. Like, you know what? You spent more than a decade there. You've given everything you have. Maybe it's time for you to move on. I think people supported him mm-hmm. last week when he announced the trade. He said he wanted to trade. But then all the other stuff got weird. His agent, it sounds like he's threatening the Blazers in a lot of ways. You got Damian Lillard tweeting things like, I'm amazed, you know, that people, you know, think they know so much. Are those Adele lyrics? Like, what are they? What is he <laughs> tweeting? And I think now it's almost like you go from being like, that guy deserves greener pastures to, man, you're getting kind of annoying, dude, about all this. Like, settle down, let the trade happen, because now he's becoming unlikable to a lot of people who loved him just a week ago. Yeah, here are the tweets from Dame at Dame underscore Lillard on Twitter. Don't know if he's on threads. We'll have to uh, get research oh, on that yeah. one. He <laughs> he tweets 21 hours ago, I'm amazed, period. And then he quote tweets a tweet from 750 The Game who asks why in response to his I'm amazed tweet. And he says, at how people could know so much and so little at the same time. And of oh, course, Damian Lillard, everyone is going to be speculating about this situation and yes people are not in the innermost workings of this all you need to do is chill out and wait and see how this plays out and i'm wondering myron how much of this was thought out and how much of it was reactionary because the timeline to me is still a bit confusing because after they drafted scoot henderson number three overall and in portland made it clear what their plan was for the future. They were going to take the best talent available and hope Damian Lillard stayed as they tried to grow Scoot. He seemingly was okay with it. Then he met with Joe Cronin. He met with the Portland Trailblazers organization. They had a sit down. And even though he considered asking for a trade in that moment, he didn't. And all the reports coming out of there were that he was going to stay and everything was going to be fine. Then they go out, they make some free agency moves, and he requests a trade. 
So I, I'm just wondering if, if the sit down, if they said something to him that made him feel like maybe he could stay, why wasn't he making it clear then? Face-to-face, I want to go to Miami. I've been so loyal to this organization. I want a chance to win. Can you get me there? It just it just seems like the wires are a bit tangled as far yeah. as the communication goes between the two parties. But I think it's a valid question. Because to, to me, the Blazers have been up front about all this. They said, listen, we want Dame to stay. He's made it clear that he wants to move on. And now we're going to try to make a move. Um but Damian Lillard, it's like he's try he's trying to be loyal guy, look what I did for you guy, but also I, I want to go to Miami or else, and you can't be both. Here's here's what we both know, Michelle. Damian Lillard has been beloved, not just in Portland, I think really in the NBA. Like yeah. he's one of the more likable dudes in the NBA. You know what those people hate? Those people who are loved by everybody. When all of a sudden people don't like him as much. I don't think Damian Lillard planned for this part of it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he thought that there would ever be a backlash. I think he assumed, I'm going to say I want to trade. I've been there a long time. Everyone's going to support that. Now that all this stuff with his agent is getting involved and it feels like he's trying to strong arm the Blazers a little bit, he looks like a diva in, in some ways. And I don't think people thought that about him a week ago. And I don't think Damian Lillard was prepared for that, which is why it's like he's tweeting these weird Ed Sheeran lyrics or something like that. I don't know what he's doing, but I just don't think he planned to be disliked potentially. And guess what? That'll follow him next season in Miami. Like there will be booze for Damian Lillard. That wouldn't have happened if he would have handled this differently. You're, you're right. He is used to everyone talking about the Dame who brings it all on the court, who has the work ethic, who is so loyal to an organization, who's so professional, he elevates his teammates. And I think because of all of that, he just assumed that the Blazers would accommodate him, would get him to Miami because that's what he wanted. But they're going to have to do what's best for the organization. Here's our ESPN NBA front office insider, Bobby Marks. There's a balancing act, right? What's best for the organization and what's best for for the player? We went through it in 2008 with Jason Kidd, who had asked to be traded in December. Of 07, but Jason gave us three teams. He gave us the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Dallas Mavericks. The Lakers didn't want to trade Andrew Bynum. The Clippers didn't want to trade Sean Livingston. So we were basically dealt with Dallas, and we didn't get that deal done until the 11th hour on the night of the trade deadline. Um, but you have to protect your organization. You can't take a C-level package here, and that's what Portland is going through right now. And I don't think you just have to move them to move them. Um, you have to sit tight, wait for the best deal, and and then make a decision. So we want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Do you like Damian Lillard less now than you did a week ago before he requested a trade? Because I have to think, Myron, that there are some people that are still firmly in Dame's corner. That they think yeah. he, he did his time in Portland, they couldn't get it done, and now he's frustrated and he and he wants out. And there's other people that are probably like, how are you surprised, Dame? Portland has to do what's best for them. This is a business, man. Yeah, I don't get the people who are like, Portland has to do whatever they need to do to accommodate him. Like, what do you mean? They're losing their franchise player. They got to get better. They got to get a package in return that helps them build for the future. They're, this is a divorce, Michelle. You could be amicable. <laughs> 
amicable in a divorce. You can be friendly in a divorce, but I'm not moving you to your new house and going to Ikea and setting up the furniture <laughs> and, and giving you the dog and washing your car and making sure everything is good. Like, wait a minute, what do I get? So I think some of this is going too far with accommodating Damian Lillard. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not sending you a wedding gift when you marry somebody that's else. There's no way. That's what I'm saying. Myron and I are petty. That's, that's We're team like you. Here. See? <laughs> team petty forever. Team Petty forever. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, the Angels, they have a big decision to make about Shohei Otani and their organization. We're going to tell you why trading him shouldn't be the decision they make. That's next on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Alongside Myron Medcalf, I'm Michelle Smallman, Joan Amber, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Joan Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. And we put out the word. We wanted to hear from you, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We were just talking about Damian Lillard. A week's gone by since he requested a trade from Portland, and we were wondering if if the the reports that now he will not report anywhere else, if he doesn't get de- dealt to Miami, the tweets that he had, do you like Damian Lillard less now than you did before he requested a trade? Jordan in South Carolina is on the line. Jordan, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? We're great. Good. Thanks. Good, good. No, I think I like him even more. I think um, he made a decision that's best for him. He's been more than loyal. Um, I think as fans, we have to kind of keep in mind that we're influenced a lot by the media, good, bad, or whatever, uh, otherwise. Think of how long we've heard, does Dane want to win? How long is he going to stick around? And then all of a sudden, that just narrative just changed. Um, when you break up, there's no really pretty way to do it, especially when you've been with somebody for so long. Feelings are going to get hurt. And I think Portland has to do his best for them, but also Dane is going to do his best for him. What's the point of going somewhere that you're not going to be able to win? If I could lose, I'd rather just stay in Portland. So, of course, he wanted to go somewhere where he felt like he can make an impact, but also feel like he's just not riding alone to get to a championship. And I think that's his mindset. That's why it makes more sense to be Miami. He would be a good focal point, but fit right in, a good culture, and be able to get them over the top. Yeah. That's a great call, Myron. Um, and th- and thank you for the call. The phone lines are lighting up. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. But I don't know, Myron, if both things can exist at the same time. I don't know yeah. if Portland can do what's best for Dame while also doing what's best for them. 
Yeah, I think that's the challenge, right? Is is do you want to win in the eyes of the public or the people who support Damian Lillard and, and send them to his destination? Or do you want to make sure your franchise is set for the future? Like, the thing about Dame and the whole, you know, he's not going to a place where there's sort of an automatic championship, the Miami Heat have been to the finals twice in the last four years. Like, come on, man. He, he's not joining some team that doesn't have an established culture. The Heat were the best team in the East. They represented the Eastern Conference. So uh, he is going to a team where he can win right away, and that's fine. But he's not a free agent, Michelle. Mm-hmm. He's not like some dude who gets to go wherever he wants to go. He has four years, $200 million left on his contract. The Blazers could have been like, dude, I don't care what you want. You're playing for us this year. And instead they're saying, we'll figure it out. I think that's enough. The idea that they have to accommodate Damian Lillard, Lillard in every way makes zero sense to me. Look out for your franchise first and then figure out what Dame wants. But he's looking around at the landscape in the NBA and at his peers and every yep. other NBA star has said, I don't want to play here. And they get to force their way out and get paired up yep. with their buddies and form these super teams and compete for championships. And while I don't think he should be surprised that that Portland is going to ultimately have to do what's best for them and, and get the package that's going to put them in, in some way, shape or form, even if it's down the road in a place to contend. I also don't really blame him for having that mindset when it happens over and over and over again in the NBA. Why wouldn't he think that he could take the same path and force his way to where he wants to go? Yeah, I mean, if you're a top 15 player in the NBA, you can do what you want. I mean, I think you're right. Like, you've seen that with, you've seen that with obviously Kevin Durant, James Harden, Chris Paul, the list goes on and on and on, Anthony Davis. I would be concerned, though, if I weren't a top 15 player right now. Because I think the owners in the NBA are looking at this and they're going, hold on a second. We're not going to let these guys have four years left on these mega deals and be able to just ask out and we have to accommodate them. Like, that's a bad look for guaranteed money in the NBA. And I think this could change things with contracts in the future. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Joe and Amber. And Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in to an AL battle tomorrow as the Twins host the Orioles. Coverage begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The floor for Shohei Otani's free agency is going to start at $500 million. Otani with his major league leading 30th home run of the season. Either you trade him and get something or you let him go and get a mediocre draft pick. He's going to get a lot of millies, Myron, from one guy who wants out of a place because he can't win to potentially another. We we got to talk about Shohei Otani because he is going to command an historic package because he's an historic player. But the Angels are in such a precarious position right now. They are, let me pull up the standings here, uh, third place in the AL West, 45 and 44. Mike Trout broke that bone in his left hand. He has some surgery. It's going to sideline him for at least four weeks. And they are in a bad place right now. They just got swept by the Padres. And the trade deadline is rapidly approaching. And the question, Myron, is should the Angels use this as an opportunity to trade Shohei Otani. He can walk in a year. He's going to command a crazy number. The Angels might have the money to to sign him, but is he going to want to stay there when historically they haven't been able to put together a winning team? If you, if you are Artie Moreno, if you're the Angels, yeah. with the state of your team right now, 
maybe not being in such a good spot, would you trade Shohei Otani? So I think before the show we were talking, I said I wouldn't. I think what I meant to say was I wouldn't trade for Shohei Otani right now because you would have to give up so much, I think, Michelle, to get him for half a season. So that would be my concern. If I'm the Angels, I'll take a lot, you know, rather than letting him leave for nothing. But if I'm the Mets or Dodgers or a team like that, what would you have to give up in order to get him? So I just would wait for free agency rather than get him for a half a season with no guarantee that he would ever sign long-term. I'm from Milwaukee. CC Sabathia comes in, <laughs> big trade. He was great. They get into the playoffs, and then he signs with the Yankees. That could happen to a team that trades at the deadline for Shohei, right? Yeah, you'd have to be absolutely certain that he's going to resign if you make this yeah. move at the deadline and give up all of these assets to get him. And that's a tough position to be in if you're a team looking to get Shohei. But if I'm the Angels, Myra, it's such a crossroads because you do not want to be the franchise that trades away the modern version of Babe Ruth. You do not want to be the franchise that lets go of one of the, what we're going to talk about as a unicorn in this game. However, if you don't think he's going to stay, if you need to have a real conversation with him, and I know that's difficult because you're also in the same breath trying to woo him to come back, but you need to have a really good sense of where this guy's mind's at. And maybe that mindset evolves over the second half of the season if you retain him and you are able to get him. But it would be very difficult for me to not move him and not to cash in on what I could command for him and try to build around Mike Trout and make the Angels into a winner. And, you know, it's unfortunate that Trout got injured and that they haven't been able to get it done in Anaheim. But I just think it would be too tempting for me not to cash in on a generational player if I wasn't sure that he was going to sign. I just would not want him to walk away and I get nothing for it. Well, is there a world where he stays, Michelle? And if he does, why would he? So I think he could. Could stay. I've been talking to a lot of people trying to, to peek behind the curtain and see where his mindset could be at. And there's three factors at play here. Is he going to be able to win? What's the money going to look like? And is he comfortable? And that number three prong in this equation is very important. He needs to like the ballpark that he's pitching in. He has a lot of autonomy in Anaheim. His his agent is around all the time. He gets to basically do whatever he wants. He's very comfortable with his living situation there. He likes that ballpark. I think that if you're Anaheim, you're leaning into all of that in hopes that he's going to want to stay. But will the comfort factor ever trump the money and the winning? I don't think so. And if I'm Shohei, I'm looking at the Angels not being able to build a winner around Mike Trout, not being able to build a winner around Albert Pujols, and I am realizing that I'm going to get a lot of money somewhere else and that I have a finite amount of time to win a championship. Kind of like Damian Lillard. He's he's yeah. stayed in Anaheim. They haven't been able to get it done. And it, we'll have to see how it plays out, but... Here, here's our ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan. Jeff, why did the Angel? Why would the Angels hang on to Shohei? What's their mindset at the deadline? If they don't trade Shohei Otani before the deadline and he signs somewhere else this winter as a free agent, the Angels are going to get around the 70th pick in the draft. It's not a good pick. It doesn't have a ton of money uh, for slot value. If they trade him, they will in all likelihood get one of the biggest hauls in baseball history, even though it would be for only two months of Otani. 
He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, what should we expect from the Seattle Seahawks this season? We're going to talk about it on Joe and Amber. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How many millies will Shohei Otani command? Probably over 500. 500 million. That's probably the starting point in the conversation. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Michelle Smallman. Joan Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And, and Myron, last segment, we were talking about what the Angels should do at the trade deadline. Yeah. Mike Trout is out with that thumb injury. He's going to be out at least four weeks. The, the team is not in a good place right now. They're still hoping that they can turn it around this season, and they want Shohei Otani to be a part of that. But... They also don't know if he's going to remain with the team once he hits free agency, and they could get a huge haul for the unicorn in baseball. So we we talked a little bit about what we might do if we're the Angels, but I guess we should flip the conversation now. If we're Shohei, what's a a better path for him? Because when you're looking at some of the teams that are probably going to be in the conversation, just because you go to a team that can afford you and that can give you $500 plus doesn't mean that you're going to win. And so it's a calculated risk on both sides. It's a calculated risk for the Angels to retain him and hopes that'll stay. And it's a calculated risk for Otani to stay or go based on his his desire to win. Yeah, I mean, it feels like there are really only a few teams that could even be serious about him, right? Both New York teams, I would think, the Dodgers. Um, So he's going to have to be a big city guy if that's where he wants to end up. But like... Aren't the Mets basically the angels of the East Coast right now, essentially? <laughs> like, aren't they going through the same thing? So I, I don't know. I, wa- I don't know enough about his thought process in terms of what he's looking for other than $600 million. But in terms of winning, the Mets don't guarantee anything. Uh, the Yankees already have a lot of big numbers on their rosters. Can they pay a guy $600 million? I just don't. These numbers sound, they don't sound real. To me, Michelle, the biggest contract ever in all of sports is what we're looking at. I don't know who can afford it, but if you get a guy like that, it changes the spotlight on your franchise for the next decade. Well, we know Steve Cohen can afford it. We know the Mets can afford it. They can afford anybody. They open up the checkbook to sign whoever they wanted. They're fourth in the NL East, 41 and 46. The owners already had to have a presser to come out and say that he's sticking by the manager and the front office and that they're they're going to look and, and try to figure out how to course correct this thing. So just because someone can afford him doesn't mean that 
it, that they're going to win. And and I also look yeah. at acquiring him. Yes, it seems like on paper a no-brainer. He can pitch. He can hit monster home runs. He is a force multiplier. He makes you a mm-hmm. better team. He's a once-in-a-generation type player. He's also 29 years old. And I wonder, Myron, yeah. we've seen these monster contracts. The back half of them never turn out well. That's, that's yeah. a sunk cost. So you're basically paying 500 million plus in hopes that you can get at least one championship maybe two and i just i wonder with his body and what he does as he gets into his age 30 plus season how sustainable that is yeah isn't that the big question mark michelle like it's hard enough for a guy who just hits proficiently right hitting and pitching into your third like we haven't seen this so so like you're investing that kind of money on a guy who puts more wear and tear on his body than any player in Major League Baseball. How can you be certain that there's not going to be a giant decline at some point or a giant dip? Or or what if, Michelle, what if he can only do one at some point? Like, what if his body just can't hold up? So there are definitely some question marks, but everything feels worth it to me with a guy like that. Generational talent, you take those possibilities, you go, you know what? I'll take the risk because of what this could be if it all works out. And you're also taking a risk knowing that bringing him in is going to put butts in the seats. It's going 100%. to be your merchandise sales are going to go through yeah. the roof. And even if it doesn't translate into a championship and people like you and I ultimately pander it as a failure, you're going to generate more money. So it's it's yeah. not as if you it's not a smart business decision. And this guy doesn't just have a lore here. This is an international superstar. You're going to be generating money from all over the globe. But I just... If I'm the Angels, knowing what I could get for him, Myron, it is it is very hard to turn away from that. You're you're a team that is not likely going to win this season. And as much as we all respect Mike Trout, the health is certainly a question. You wonder how how much longer you're going to get peak Mike Trout and you don't know if Shohei's going to return next season. The return package that you could get for him is insane. And Sometimes I think you have to do, you know, it's a calculated risk either way, like I said, but sometimes you yeah. have to do the unpopular thing that is likely going to be the best thing for you. Look at the, the look at Portland right now. It is yeah. it the most popular thing for them not to accommodate, accommodate Damian Lillard after everything that he's poured into the organization? No. On the surface, you want to give him what he wants because he's beloved and he's a professional and he's given you everything he has, but it's not the best business decision for you. And I think that, that if I'm Anaheim, I don't know if the best business decision for me is to gamble on the fact that he could return. Yeah, I think that's valid. Um, and I think to me, if you're the angels and someone's willing to give you a bunch of prospects, quality players, picks in, in order to get Shohei for half a season. Yes. I think you invest in that. But if I'm the team trading without a guarantee, why again, I bring up CC Sabathia and the Brewers fun while it lasted, but it didn't have any long-term impact on the franchise because he left. So do, is it worth it for sort of that flash of lightning? Or would you only make the move if you knew that Shohei would consider a long-term deal? I'm not trading assets and prospects unless I can have a conversation with Shohei and he tells me, listen, there's a good chance I'd be willing to stay here long-term. If I don't have any long-term hopes with him, Michelle, I'm staying out of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes at the trade deadline. 
888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. If you want to jump in on the conversation with Myron Medcalf and Michelle Smallman, myself, let's go to Michael in L.A. Michael, what do you want to say about Shohei? Hey there, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't think that there's anybody who can make a godfather offer to get Otani. And so I don't think the Angels should move him. And for all these guys who keep saying, well, why would, why would Otani want to sign with the Angels? Well, everybody had to make the same offer to get him when he first came to the States. Nobody, there, was, there was a maximum. You couldn't offer him anything more than that. And he chose the Angels. Nobody was predicting they were, he was going to pick the, pick the Angels back then. No. So for everybody to say, well, he's, there's no way he'd pick it now. Why would he pick it again now? It's like, well, he did it once. He could do it again. It's a good point, Michael. That is a really good point. And he yeah. is he's now spent time there. And as I shared earlier in the last segment, everybody I talked to in baseball, I believe I might have even been with you, Myron. We interviewed Tim yeah. Kirkshen, and he highlights the fact yeah. that Shohei's comfort is very important to him. He needs to like the ballpark, and he loves pitching in Anaheim. He, he likes the, for lack of a better term, power he commands there. He can move freely. His agent is around all the time. They're very accommodating to him. All those things are really important to a player. And I know that they've done a good job in making him comfortable and that they are going to lean into that when they're trying to woo him to stay. But it's, you know, it's going to be interesting because I think about uh, all of these, what was it, Kevin Durant that was being flown around, everyone was wooing him. He's in the Hamptons with Tom Brady, you know, all these things. Imagine what teams are going to do with Shohei Otani, how they're going to roll out the red carpet for him and the presentations that they're going to put together as to why he should go there. It's going to be hard for Anaheim, having had time to put a winner around him and not succeeding, ever removing that from the conversation. They would throw a white party just for him. (laughs) I mean, it was just, just for Shohei Otani. I think the other thing to remember, too, is it's like, He's not in some small market right now. He is in L.A. I mean, he's not well, in the preferred it's Anaheim. L.A. It's destination. Anaheim, okay? it's, but he's, he's Come on. still it's in the market, right? It's not Anaheim so, L.A. <laughs> it's, it's in the vicinity, right? So we'll see. It's a stone's throw away, I guess. And, it is. But the traffic is. is brutal. He's Myron Medcalf. Ooh. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. And coming up next... What should we expect in Victor Wembanyama's debut tonight? We're going to talk about it. Keep it here on Joe and Amber. You're listening to ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.